0: 2021 is coming to a close, and what have we learned? Anything? Nothing? In this episode, Gordon and I reflect on the negativity of the past few years and look for some positive things for 2022 from famed sales trainer Jim Doyle as he discusses his newly released book, Selling with a Servant Heart.
1: Welcome to the Local Marketing Trends Podcast, bringing you unique insights on the ever-changing world of local marketing from two of the industry's brightest analysts and forecasters, Corey Elliott and Gordon Burrell. Today's podcast is sponsored by Guarantee Digital, providing a full suite of white label digital agency services and strategic guidance. And by Ground Truth, the nation's leading location-based marketing and advertising technology company, helping brands build and activate marketing strategies based on real-world behaviors. And now, here are your hosts, Corey and Gordon. Welcome into the podcast,
0: everyone. I'm one of the hosts, Corey Elliott, and with me is the man, the
2: myth, Mr.
0: Gordon Burrell. Hello, Gordon.
2: Bye, humbug. Oh man, what's going on, buddy? It's, you know, Christmas is just such a time of pressures. Oh, you know, there's just kids yeah, are home, and that's just. Uh, yeah, but it's fun,
0: right? It's fun. You got it. You got the stockings up. You got the Christmas music going.
2: I don't know. After two solid years of crap, I mean, well, such yeah. crap in the news. That you can, I can't even listen to Christmas songs anymore. You know, it's just they're all. But they're, all uh, yeah. they're, all they're all happy. They're
0: all Yeah, they should fill you with joy. Correct? Yeah, I
2: listened to "White Christmas" this morning. What's yeah. that all about? Written by Irving Berlin in what 1940 or so. It's like, think- yeah, yeah. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. That was right. at the time when civil rights in 1940 were just coming. To oh people. God, it was oh. code. Yeah, I'm giving a white Christmas just like the ones I used to know in times of slavery, right? So, yeah,
3: white, yeah, white
2: Christmas is a dog whistle is what you're saying. Right? It is. It's a dog whistle. And then, okay. you know, and then as civil rights, the war ends and civil rights, what do they come back with? Blue Christmas, right? Now, it, it's not a brown Christmas or a, a black Christmas African <laughs> African, any color associated with any other race. It's what well, could they come up with? A blue Christmas, blue right? Christmas. Who's, who's blue? I, I mean, I don't know. You'll be doing all right with your Christmas up it's white. White, right, I'll right. have a blue uh, Christmas. Yeah. yeah, I see. Oh, I see. With blue, you know, the okay. Smurfs weren't even invented, so you can't say it was about them. No, And then, no. And then the, the, the big one, baby, it's cold outside. You yeah. know, how many how many times did you have to say no? I mean, yeah. how about, <laughs> well, baby, sorry. how about one more drink? Dean Martin goes. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, wow, I, you've been thinking about this a lot. I every I you get into the negative mode and you hear even the even the happy songs, you know, grandma was, one's supposed to be happy. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Yeah, that was funny back in the seventies. Ages, that's what it is. Let me joke Ages. about the elderly getting into a tragic uh, accident. Okay,
0: okay, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it, but I mean, jingle bells. How about jingle bells? Jingle, <laughs> jingle bells. bells. You,
2: but think, the horses are enslaved. They're beat. They listen closely. They beat them with a the whip. Peter should be all over that whips and shackles enslaved animals look even when they tried to lighten it up make a joke out of it remember the barking dogs yeah right right <laughs> Yeah, I, how do you think it. they're getting those dogs to bark they're 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 oh, prodding Lord. them with a stick they're probably uh, okay. they're taunting them with cats uh, uh, Peter should be all over this stuff you know i see Yep. yep. Even he, Frosty the Snowman. How about uh, that, Frosty? Can uh, you okay. find anything wrong with that? I can. Uh, well, Jeez. What?
0: Uh, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. He melts at the Volatile end. Volatile
2: swings in weather, massive snowstorms, people change. are dying. And so they're joking about a snowman coming to life. Yeah. I can well, tell you, okay. my friend, global warming is no joke. And if you go, go ahead laugh at me, think I'm reading into it. What look. did old Frosty have two eyes made out of? Uh, uh, where did uh, that come from, huh? Coal, Go out, uh, mom coal. and dad, and buy some coal. You know, and let's burn it and further. You know, anyway, okay, I'm listeners, sorry. if you're
0: still with us, this is Gordon uh, <laughs> ranting about Christmas carols. Yeah, um, we, should,
2: we should get positive.
0: Yeah, that's the, that's the thing, Gordon. So, okay, Mister Ranty Pants, uh, let's put him aside for a minute and let's get positive. Okay, can we do that? We're heading into a new year. We've had a couple of years of, uh, uh, I admit, but let's not end it on a sour note, shall we?
2: Yeah, let's, I I, I agree. I think, you know, you tune into the news and it's like, oh God, COVID's coming back and everybody's going to die. And it's just so easy to slip into that. Honestly, I was listening to Christmas music and I started listening to those things. I didn't, you know, I didn't exactly feel that way, but it's like, yeah, you could just read stuff into it if you're in this negative mode. And it's just so important to be positive going into 2022. I think, Corey, we're headed into, honestly, the roaring 20s all over again after, 100 years. All these economic indicators, which I know you've been looking into uh, as well, indicate this This could be a really good year.
0: Yeah, I think, I think it could be for 2022 going forward. I mean, we've had 2020 and 2021 just taught everybody how to do different business models. You had to adapt or die, you know, change or die. And I think people are, are doing that. People being media companies, businesses, uh, even consumers are doing things differently and we're adapting to a slightly different way of doing things.
2: If you look at the inflation rate, uh, which is out there, you know, the price of gas is going up and everything. But if you look at it over the past Decade or so, it was like nothing. And then you look at the borrowing rate. I mean, that, yeah. that, that is nothing. I'm getting offers in the mail to borrow money with no interest. What the heck is that all about? I mean, it yeah, just. Yeah, exactly. It's just, and, and so that's going to really, I think, fuel things. And the latest survey that you uh, had uh, just before Christmas showed what advertisers were thinking about their advertising in 2020, even though their skepticism went down. You did a video on that.
0: Yeah, we did a video, and yeah, they're skeptical about the future in the next six months, but boy, their their attitudes towards advertising is getting back to pre-pandemic times, which tells me they're adjusting, right? They understand that the future may be wobbly, but they're back to wanting to spend more and getting their message out.
2: Yeah, that's really good news. I think it's imperative that we all know, you know, and understand that trend that's been in place for a while, where people are needing help with their marketing. They don't just want to be sold something; they want to ask a lot of questions. Is important, and that's where Jim Doyle comes in.
0: Absolutely, Jim's you know years being a sales trainer and and understanding the dynamics of selling. So his his new book is really interesting.
2: Yeah selling with the servant heart. And Jim is just one of those beloved guys. He's one of those guys that you talk to and you immediately have a rapport with him. And he's just, you know, he's been there for decades, mostly in the television industry and some on radio. But I really enjoyed having a conversation with him about his book. It was just released a few weeks ago. So let's get to that interview right after this.
1: Since 2012, Guarantee Digital has provided white label product fulfillment and sales support for media partners and digital agencies in hundreds of markets. Some clients resell Guarantee Digital's full suite of agency products and enjoy white glove fulfillment by Guarantee's Midwest based team. Some simply hire Guarantee to be their on demand sales specialist, booking Guarantee on calls to help them close more deals. How can we help your agency grow? Learn more at GuaranteedDigital.com. That's G-U-A-R-A-N-T-E-E-Digital.com.
3: Ground Truth's advertising solutions reach consumers during relevant moments throughout their day to generate meaningful business engagement for marketers. Ground Truth can help you deliver solutions to support your goals, whether it's boosting awareness, driving store and website visits, or increasing sales. Find ways to extend your reach and amplify your message across CTV, mobile, and desktop. Find and engage consumers based on where they've been or where they are in real time. Ground Truth makes the process of growing your business seamless. Learn more at www.groundtruth.com.
2: Okay, I've got with me my good friend and longtime colleague, Jim Doyle. Jim, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here.
3: Well, it's great to be back and do this
2: again. Again is right. We had you on one of our more popular podcasts. Back in uh, 2020, I believe it was uh, November 9th, 2020. I think it was old guys
3: rule podcast. It
2: was one of <laughs> the, us, the old guys. Old guys. old so. oh,
3: guys. <laughs> I remember
2: when. Yeah, we were, I think, the, the, the two old Muppet guys, you know, in the balcony. Those, exactly. The, those guys. That was that was us. I don't understand these young people today not watching TV and not listening to the radio.
3: But that was a great conversation. I yeah,
2: let's it. let's try not to do that that podcast did extremely well. In fact, that was in 2020. It's had over you know, 200 downloads this year. So podcasts usually are within the time frame. We do ours every other week, but yours, yours lives on. I was looking at it. I actually got a few <laughs> other people listening to it, even though it's more than a, a year old. Anyway, great to have you on the show. I brought you back because I really did want to talk a bit about uh, your book. You just released a book on uh, the 7th of uh, December. And so- How's that going?
3: Uh, Man, you know, I've been so excited. I I realized, uh, as uh, probably a lot of people have, that I thought that writing the book was hard. Bringing the book to market seems to be harder. But I've been really, really gratified by the early sales. We had a bunch of companies uh, pre-order it for every uh, seller on their team. And man, that was amazing. And then uh, the early Amazon sales reports have been great. So it's an exciting time for me. I'm excited.
2: So give us the title of the book and where people can I find probably, it. The
3: book I wrote is called Selling with a Servant's Heart. So, you know, it's, as you know, and probably most of the people who are listening to this who know me from my career in media, I, I left our company, the company I founded, JDA Media, left the day to day of that a year ago. And I still had a lot of gas in the tank, a lot of energy and a lot of ideas. And I, you know, had met all these incredible sellers uh, during my career in the business. wanted to see if the things that they had taught me were also true in other industries. So I went out and interviewed 35 or so salespeople from a variety of different industries, met some of the most effective and most incredible people that I've ever been privileged to know, and then put that into a book where I share 10 lessons that they taught me on the path, not just to increase sales, but to more joy. And more
2: satisfaction. Yeah, no, Jim. Just to be clear, you you're not just interviewing people in your business, the media business, people who are trying to sell advertising, but these were across many other businesses.
3: Yeah, bankers. Uh, the guy who is the probably sells more RVs. Uh, yeah, that's a great story.
2: Could you give us yeah. just a, a quick synopsis of that one? Well, I so found that guy, one to be really so good. It's early got, on in the book.
3: Yeah. So th- this guy got referred to me by a uh, by a former client of mine who said. I said, Hey, I'm writing this book. Here's the title. You think of anybody who fits. He said, you have to call Dave Wall. Dave Wall sells these very expensive coaches. You know, these are the coaches cost a million five, two, two million dollars has a degree of customer loyalty that I, you know, just find astounding. He gets Gordon 60% of his business every year is repeat from customers that are existing customers. 30% is referral. You know, for all of us who operate businesses, if I have low churn and I have a tremendous amount of repeat business and my customers are referring me, that's a prescription for growth. By the way, Gordon, we're in such danger of being commoditized in all industries and including, you know, all the stuff that the folks listening to this call sell. His coaches are close to half a million dollars more expensive than their nearest competitor. But what does he do is he adds value.
2: It's the great thing about the book because it, it really is, and I see this in in sales reps that I've worked for as well. Sometimes, Jim, and this is going to sound like a bad thing, but when you think about it, it's actually a really good thing. I feel like they're working against us. They want to represent the client more than they want to represent my company. So, so you think about it. You know, we really need to give them this. We really need to give them that. We're really do that for them. They're not happy about this. You know, and. When you think about it that is representing the client and having the client at heart which is the best thing
3: actually after i did all these interviews i decided to add some chapters for managers about how do you leave this group because one of the issues is that a servant heart seller will sometimes forget who they work for that's right <laughs> and, you know <laughs> that they have two masters in this process and and it's exactly for the reason you described they become obsessed with customer outcomes. and so therefore they will fight back with you as a manager And if you're a command and control manager, you're going to struggle to retain a servant heart seller if they don't think that you also care about that customer's interest.
2: So, Jim, would you advocate getting rid of sales goals? Because it seems like having a sales goal just works against that.
3: That's a great question because, I mean, I I think somewhere in my DNA as a young sales manager, I was like, we got to have goals. And, you know, I've been so goal focused on on my entire life. Let me make an observation about that. I think managers make a mistake if budget is the only standard. So does budget have to be a standard? Absolutely, we're all gonna be judged by that. But I was in a meeting with a sales manager one day, we're talking about uh, members of their team. He's got his whole uh, sales management team. And we're talking about some of the people on the team. And there's some disagreement as to whether or not somebody is a player or not a player. And one of his local sales managers said, but Tom, Tom, this guy's making budget. And my client, Tom, had the best answer. He said, budget, budget, hell. He said, in our business, if they were bad last year and they're 10% over bad this year, we call them good. <laughs> so budget can't be a standard. It can't be the only standard.
2: So I'm sure you're headed to being the uh, number one best-selling book of all time. Uh, and by I'm, the way, I would
3: be happy just to be one of the best-selling <laughs> sales books. How's that? You, you know,
2: know what? You know what the best-selling book of all time is? It's I guess it's the Bible. Uh, well, th- there aren't figures on that. More than likely, the Bible or the Quran or the quotations from Mal. Yeah, okay. Let's let's put those aside a minute because there really aren't sales figures on those commercial books. Let's say Don Quixote, number one, five hundred million copies sold.
3: Changing windmills. I I can identify. So, <laughs> so, well, okay,
2: yeah, that, that's where I was going. So, so the story with Don Quixote, of course, is that he read so many, you know, chivalric romances that he loses his mind. It would seem to me. This sounds like a you're on a, a witness stand or something. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> it would it would seem to me, Mister Doyle that selling with a servant's mind really is a romanticized you know view of how sales should be when it get and I'm going to give you a chance to respond you know when it gets down to it it just seems that the sales landscape is still heavily heavily populated with people i'm talking about managers that say you know we've got to meet this number we got to, we got to hit this number we got to do this why does this person keep representing the client as you said and arguing with me, got to get rid of guy, him, we got to get somebody who hits their numbers you know every week. so respond to that. you're a really positive guy. I am sure you see hope. Is there the ability to have say this book and this mentality really change the sales environment? If so, you know, why would it change? What would make it change? Is it because they
3: have to? Well attorney Gordon, you were a lot nicer last year um, so <laughs> these questions so. Here's what I believe with every fiber in my being. Number one, the first word in the title of this book is selling because this is not a book about relationships, even though the people I profiled have incredible relationships and extraordinary trust with their clients. These people are top performers. One of the guys that I, I got introduced to uh, during the interview for this book is a guy named Justin Gurney. Really uh, interesting background. but we, we can learn so much, I think, from people in other industries. And boy, so Justin uh, had this cool job. He oversaw ticket sales for the NBA. He worked for the uh, National Basketball Association, and his job was to bring best practices to all the teams in the NBA. Anybody who's owned a business or managed a business has probably gotten a call from um, a ticket salesman from a professional team, you know, and, and their whole focus is on, you know you make a hundred calls, you do a hundred dials. Now, if you open an email, we'll call you because we have some new technology that we' will use. And he found in every one of the teams that there was an outlier, an outlier who was so focused on why could they use this luxury box? How could they use it in their business to advance their business objectives? Who got to know the customer and started asking them questions like that? And guess who was the leaders in their sales teams? Almost every single one of the NBA teams—it was the outliers.
2: Jim, thanks very much for joining us. I got one quick question for you. You know, we have our conference coming up in March in Miami, March sixth, seventh, and eighth. Just Google Burrell Miami, and you'll see the details on that. You know, meet it's the future. Jim, it, it is meet the future. It is. So I got my my question ready for you, Jim, and that is, what does the future look like to you? And let's define it a little bit better. What's the media landscape look like to you in? 2032.
3: I believe that the only organizations that are going to survive are those that get so committed to the outcome of the customers that they can avoid, to a small extent, they'll never be able to avoid it completely, being a commodity. So that you can add so much value that you end up being able to survive because you've added value to the customer equation. So, last time we were together, we talked about. One of my pet peeves is that senior leadership not as engaged with customers as they need to be. It's way beyond that today, and you know I believe in in a line that I heard a long time ago: um, if we fail to change, the world goes on. We just become increasingly irrelevant.
2: Great, Tim. Thanks for being on the show. Good luck with your book, Selling with a Servant Heart: Ten Lessons on the Path to Joy and Increased Income. Now out on Amazon. Thank you, my friend.
0: Gordon, you're right. That sounded like a conversation between two pretty good friends. So i got a question for you. How come our conversations don't sound like that?
2: Well, there's one word in that sentence that you just mentioned that just doesn't fit. (laughs) Pretty. (laughs) Pretty. (laughs) Pretty. It was the word pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jim is a a good guy. He's, you know, it's like, like a great politician. Not that Jim is a politician, but, you know, they shake your hand, they look you in the eye, they call you by your first name. And that's so much what sales is, really, is having a friend. And that's what he's really talking about, having a salesperson who is a friend of the advertiser. The story about the RV sales guy, I think that's yeah. one of my favorite. He's, he's selling coaches these RVs, giant RVs that are like a quarter million dollars more than, than the rest but, of them, half a million dollars more. And you know he keeps selling them. How does he do that? It doesn't negotiate on price.
0: Right, but well, here's my you know me, I have to be contrarian right, I have to bring up the other side of things is he is he's selling RVs for over a million dollars this is, this is not your normal clientele, so it, are we very surprised that he has repeat customers? I mean who else is going to buy these things?
2: Well, yes and no, I think that that applies down the the food chain as well to somebody who might be spending. 50000 Now, I don't know if you want to spend huge amounts of time with someone who's, you know, only spending a few thousand dollars. You just really can't afford to do that. Right, you right. know, but maybe the 80-20 rule applies and the larger spenders. But, you know, the, the Corey, the threat of losing one of those clients, you know, one of those million-dollar yeah. clients is so high that, yeah, you really do need to spend that amount of time with them. But I think it's just it's just an example. You know, we have a, yeah. a, a sales rep in Sherry Donemeyer. And Sherry, God love her. What a wonderful person. Mm. I get the feeling that she's representing the clients and not us. Yeah. <laughs> she's right, constantly right. <laughs> fighting. Can we get this for them? Can we get that for them? Can we do this? Can we, you know, can we, you know, and it's just... It's true. great. I mean, it really is. It kind of irritates me. It's like, no, Sherry, go double the price and sell it. <laughs> right,
0: right. No, that, that's a good point. I wish you would get into and and I invite anybody out there to share with us because you asked him about goals. So should budget still be a goal then? If if it's a selling with a servant heart, and he said it needs to be one of them. Boy, I'd like to know what the other ones are. That because you know I always say salespeople will do what you pay them to do. That's yeah. the thing.
2: Yeah, that's really a tough one. There do, I think, have to be goals and you do have to, you know, remind them of them. You can't just go, well, okay, they're off playing golf somewhere, but they'll they'll meet their goals that is a tough one in practice but i think the basis or the essence of of what he said is is true and that is just make sure your sales reps are in tune with their customers yep. and are helping their customers have their customers interests at heart you know and we're in the holiday season just coming out of it where everybody you know should be thinking about everybody else you know and softening their hearts and giving gifts and all of and that it- stuff <laughs>
0: And not complaining about Christmas carols.
2: Grandma got run over. By okay. Rain I clear. think that's our signal to end this podcast. Well, at least I didn't do the dog barking one. Oh, but you did.
0: <laughs> okay, everybody. Thanks for tuning in and <laughs> we'll see you in the new year. Happy New Year. Bye bye.
1: You've been listening to the Local Marketing Trends Podcast, sponsored by Guaranteed Digital and by Ground Truth. If you have submissions or ideas for future shows or guests, email the hosts at podcast at barellassociates.com. Thanks for listening, and remember, market well.